Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of Toad's <laughs> Tunes. Sitting here with my boy, who I have had elk meatballs in my mouth from his house. <laughs> yes, Mr. you have. Mr. Lucas Hogue. And they were delicious. Magically delicious. They're almost right. like Lucky Charms, only different. Well, exactly. Meaty deliciousness. Meaty delicious. Dude, <laughs> what is new with Lucas Hogue? Dude. You got singles coming out of your tuchus. I mean, we got to. You got to pump them out like freaking Pez. <laughs> right? I mean, Pez. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Right? God. <laughs> Disposable my head tunes. Was moving. My head was moving. So, so yeah, we've, we've we've got got bad people. Bad people, and uh, that'll be the day. That'll, that'll be, be the day. Right. Went top 30 Billboard Indicator Activator. So Beautiful. did good. What's the whiskey um, song? To go with the whiskey? Yep. That was just kind of a song we threw out there. I mean, and it's doing its thing, but it never really, we never pushed it or right. anything like that. Um, a song I wrote with uh, Jordan, not Jordan Davis. Um, we wrote other songs with him, but uh, Troy Johnson. And Jack Williams. Okay. And uh, I love writing with those guys. Jack Williams used to write songs for the freaking Who back in the day, dude. Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Troy used to have a deal on Curb a long time ago. Man, he's got a new deal. He's mid 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 age now. Right. <laughs> I want to say he's old. All right. Love you. Love you, Troy. What is what is what is considered middle aged? What age group is that to you? I'm not even going to say. Dude, I'm going to offend on, somebody. I'm ca- you're not going to offend anybody. 42. It's an opinion. 40 is middle age. 42 to what? 47? <laughs> so if you're above 47, you're old? <laughs> Dude, I'm done. I, I, this is a great interview. See you later. See you later. Bye. Uh, I just offended everybody out there. Thank you. Love Sweet. you. <laughs> just for, I mean, I've, I think I've known you three years now. Is that all? Maybe Let's four. Go that. Maybe going into the fourth year. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like three or 15. four. Fifteen. Oh yeah. So going into the fourth, maybe going into the fifth year. Uh, okay. Yeah, I played here a plethora of times. Good work. Love there. it. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Heck yeah. I always love playing here, man. Dude, it seems you guys like guys know how to treat people. Wow, thank you. Pre- Which is rare. That. We 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 pride ourselves on that. I know sure. you do. Did you pay for your hotel rooms tonight? Uh hell no, because no, you, you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I don't care who you are. Dude, so twenty twenty. Uh, I've 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 watched you grow as an artist in certain ways, um, literally. Grow Just don't as an tell artist. Them all the ways. All the ways, <laughs> seriously. But like, what's 2020 looking for for you guys? Are you, do you do you have goals for 2020? Do you have absolutely? What do you absolutely. got? Absolutely. So um, we got another single that's coming out right now. It's going to back up. That'll be the day because it's kind of that's done at terrestrial radio, if you will call it that. But we know we love Toad's tunes, man. Dude, and country gonna AF live, radio. Gonna live there forever. Yeah, and um, so we got another one called "Working on Me" that I wrote well, with some buddies of mine at Spirit um, Publishing, and uh, I'm really excited about it. It kind of has this little throwback vibe to it, um, with some John Mayer esque sounding guitars. Nice. So, when so does that one drop? Um, like two weeks. Two weeks. So when does Toad get it? You can get it right now. I'll take it tonight. Hell yeah, dude! I'll take it. Done. And my favorite thing about working with emerging artists. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's probably fair. You say middle-aged. <laughs> what, <laughs> what consists in the timing of an emerging, emerging artist? artist? Yeah. But I go back and like my favorite thing in the world is, is that after artists play here and I get to know them, get to hang out with them, mm-hmm. I start getting music just sent to me two, three, four weeks before they drop it, even that's to Spotify. Awesome, yeah. So I sit back and I'm like, this is the fun that I have. Scott Stevens has this thing out called I Feel Good. I've been playing it. He sent me the rough and I'm like, and the rough was really good. Yeah. So I started playing that on Toad's Tunes. Well, then I pulled it, and then he started came out with the the finished version of it. Yeah. It sounded a little bit different, obviously a lot better. But uh, that's my favorite thing about it is I get to hear music before because p- 
people. I don't know if uh, I told you earlier. I believe I told you that Country AF Radio broke the eighteen thousand listeners. Dude, congrats, mark man! That's in awesome, August man. alone. That's awesome. Um, we're trending right around nine hundred listeners a day for September Perfect. and growing. So I know that when people listen, um, Scott reached out to me today, and I played his brand new song "Outer Space" that dropped today. We cool. played it. We featured it. Whenever I feature a song, I play it three times during my Toads tunes, 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, Pacific Standard Time, on Country AF Radio. Killer. But, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, it's not shameless. Shameful. Shame. Shameful. shameful. Yeah, yeah. But the idea is, is you might not listen 12 to 1, but I want to I put it in your ears. And the neat part is, like, how many people are listening? We have this nice little thumbs up feature that's rad. So when we drop that one, I'm looking forward to it. Like, the social... Um, we get involved with it and we let yeah. people hear it. I put it on Country F Radio, my personal and Stoney's, mm-hmm. and it just grows and That's grows good, and grows. And then the artist puts it out. So I would love yeah. to have that single and Done. be able to have first crack at it. Done. Dope. Done, dude. It's a cool song. It's a little it's a little on a different side for me. I mean, um, but like I said, it's a little bit throwback, but I'm excited about it in the fact that it wasn't my first pick to come out. But we sat down with friend of ours john marks yep. and a bunch of other people and that was everybody's first pick and i'm like okay Funny. i mean i'll i'll trust y'all you're, you're all in the, they in got the these biz. ears that have been in for years yeah. But yeah yeah so um so i was like cool let's do it and i'm still a believer in shooting music videos even though there's not a whole lot of place for them right now but um the music video is going to be cool i'm trying to get billy ray cyrus to be a part of it because right. it's a it's a kickback song so you kind of have a connection to there you'll be all right yeah the the premise of the song is you know uh, he's in the smoky bar which we'd love to come and shoot it here actually even though you don't smoke we can fill it full of smoke of some kind (laughs) but uh you (laughs) know the weed's legal yeah right the guy's (laughs) sitting there and he sees the girl in the neon and everything he's like it's all working on you know it's all working on me you know and and it's like let's two step back to 1992 so we want to like do this retro thing billy ray cyrus on stage playing and because his song was you could break your heart right 92 Number one song. So dude, it's like you, you, we shoot. Uh, we probably shot ten videos here. Yeah, dude, this would it's be your badass. house. It'd be perfect. Done. Let's do it. Killer. I, dude. My publicist, his publicist. I'm trying to make it work. Dude, that would be rad. I think that you <laughs> you go through your boys the book. You, I mean, I'm not saying they have a tie in. He's kind of a big deal right now, so I think that would that would uh, might be yeah. tough. May, might have to get yeah. an imp- impersonator. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we want the, we want him to uh, to look like the old 1992 Billy. Oh wow, and he yeah. still does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just have to tie the mullet back a little bit, right? <laughs> Maybe we can get that other guy to come out here, and they can do like uh, Old Town Road. Oh God, no. Sure. Hey, cool. a lot of people like that. So your goals for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to that. Still, Are you- I'm writing like crazy when I'm not on the road. And I'm right. on the road constantly, obviously, touring with music. But blessing. That's a blessing. It is a huge blessing. But in between that, I'm usually flying from show to film my new TV show, which okay. is so awesome. Hogue Wild. Hogue Wild. So much fun. Give us give us the premise of that. What is that so all about? So it's, it's literally a lifestyle show. It's my lifestyle. Literally, I grew up in a small little town of 44 people in the rural Nebraska, so I grew up hunting, Go fishing, big tramping. It's absolutely tramping, trapping, and uh, <laughs> stuff before football practice and basketball practice and stuff like that. And it's it's just me, you know, bringing that into the adult world, and I still do it yeah. every season. So it's me elk hunting, deer hunting, going over playing for the troops, um, just a camera crew following me around everywhere Still. I go. And um, it's just a great time from here. I literally go to Napa tomorrow and then fly to Catalina Island and we go lobster diving with Navy SEALs. I mean, stuff Dude, like how, that. How do they sneak up on a lobster? <laughs> they, don't they don't have to. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to. <laughs> oh, shit. Him. We'll go with him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's pretty fun. And we're taking paralyzed veterans diving with whale sharks. I mean, stuff like that. You know, trying to give back and have fun and be entertaining all at the same time. Right, you know? dude. Thank so, you for that. That's, oh, heck, that's pretty rad. I feel honored that they, they let me do it. Do you fish? Absolutely. 
Um, I got a funny story. So I bought a surfboat. I know you did. Heather's. Sorry about that. It's badass. <laughs> Super fun. Might be selling it. What? Yeah. Oh my god. I want a bigger one. But anyway. Of course you do. Total fisherman. What's up, Jonathan? Total fisherman. (laughs) And he's like, can I fish off your boat? And I'm like, absolutely not. It's not a fishing boat. He goes, but it's a boat. It floats. It's a fishing boat. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, you can bring your stuff. And we'll drop you off. I'll drop you off. (laughs) I will go surf. I'll even take your kid with me. I don't don't care. That's awesome. And then we'll come back and pick you up and make sure everything's clean. You can get back on the boat and we go home. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. He doesn't understand that. But there's a difference between a fishing boat and... Not a fishing boat. Yeah. I don't think every boat's a fishing boat. Am I right or wrong? You, you know, can you, fish on every boat, but yes, you are absolutely right that there are fishing boats and there are non-fishing boats. Okay, so and your boat, boat is well kept and you don't want hooks in the seats and that Dude, shit. Dude, could you imagine? Dude, could you just no. imagine? You would have a... Yeah, I'd be. it would be bad. Yeah, it would It'd be yeah. bad. Yeah, You'd be hey, flying I, over Lake Mead and you'd be like, what's that little red area right there? I hate <laughs> to be on that boat <laughs> when somebody that hooked your seat. So bad. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Or we got bloody fish guts all over the carpeting. <laughs> There's no carpeting. It's all sea deck, which is even. Oh, nice! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it came with carpet. I ripped it out and had well, them replace it. And well, no, then you don't have to worry about it. Still gross. It's all hosable. You release these singles. Do you ever see yourself putting out a complete album with those singles? Or is absolutely, that a- yeah. I mean, we'll we still will do physical copies because there's a lot of people out there that still buy that stuff at shows, which is are we talking awesome. CDs, CDs, yeah. full albums, yeah. Um, and you do vinyl? Yeah, I'm going to start doing that, even though it's I'm a little late on the curve. But when I'm I, not saying that it's outselling CDs right now, but... I'm pretty sure that you're it absolutely is. right, it is. Yeah. And um, especially when we go over, overseas, right. they love the vinyl over there, so yeah. So the goal is to stuff. take these singles and put them together as a as a complete album. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna keep recording st- and still writing. I'm also writing Christmas music as well. I'm gonna go back on Hallmark and do all that stuff, which is nice. great. Um, amazing, great partners coming on by the droves, which is awesome. As as part of the TV show and the music side as well. So, man, we're just constantly going. I mean, we just don't sleep. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a bad thing. They always say, "Get it while you can." And, Absolutely. And the attitude towards it is to the hustle and the grind. There's some artists out there that we've had some that come through and they do one-offs here and there, and then they have their regular job. But the commitment is. Yeah. And to be able to have that and maintain a lifestyle that you're comfortable with has got to be tough. Absolutely. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have partners that help my career as yeah. well, which is a fantastic. Um, Bass Pro, Cabela's, Southwest Airlines. I mean, right. all these people. When I go to Hawaii, awesome. can I get a couple of buddy passes? Is Dude, that legal? Yeah. Let's figure it out. I'm not even joking. No, legal? we should figure that out. Do like a Stoney's remote via Honolulu. <laughs> Maybe not Honolulu, but I'm thinking uh, I went to- I've only um, been there once. I don't me even, too. I can't keep track of the dang islands. I, we landed in Honolulu and I, we ended up staying in Haleiwa. I was there for, I think, 10 days or something like that. I rented a house on the water, but we went to Honolulu one day and I was like, for like- Two hours. I ate and was like, I can't do this. Really? It's mini Vegas. Dude, it was bad. Oh. There's thousands of people on the beach. It was Oahu. That's where you land for Hon- Honolulu. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go to Maui. I hear it's a little bit more chill and laid back, comfy, that sort of thing. Just, yeah. I need to, I need that kind of thing in my life. That's why I love going to Lake so much because when I get oh, out yeah. to Lake Mead, there's no cell service where I we go. I feel you, dude. And it's, I love it. I listen to music. I download the stuff on Spotify that I want to listen. I have a Lake playlist, bro. Like, I, I believe it. That's, and I listen to music, and that's the fun of it. And sometimes you hear a song and it puts you in that groove, and you just, you kind of forget. My yeah. buddy, my buddy Sparky was out a couple weeks ago with us, and that song "Blow" came on with uh, Ed Sheeran and <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Chris Stapleton. And um, have you heard it? With I don't uh, think I've heard Bruno that. Mars. No, dude, totally different dude when he's riding. To- it changed his demeanor. It changed. It was the coolest thing. Coolest thing. I'll well, check that out, dude. I'll play it for you. It's a really. Co- it's 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 called "Blow." But then, 
They thought it would be funny to put Justin Timberlake on. Oh, no. So, um, Pusher Girl, Pusher Love. That song can't came I love that song. <laughs> well, I had my life jacket on while I'm surfing. I unzipped it, and I did this thing. I threw it in the... <laughs> I was like, oh, nobody geez. needs to see that. But it was... It changes the way you ride. Like, if you hear something. That's what music does oh, for me. Oh, 100%, man. I mean... 100%. I completely agree with that. I mean, sales changes the way you drive down the road. Sure. Changes the way you do anything. Working out. All yeah. of that. Totally. I, I tell you that. I used to have... Uh, uh, a different Volkswagen R32 and I was having a bad day and I told Heather I'm like hey man let's just get in the car I don't want you to talk to me but I'm going for a drive I'd love for you to come with me but don't talk to me Yeah, just let me do my thing yeah and, man dude I put the music on and there. sometimes I listen to some heavy stuff sometimes some chill stuff sometimes country sometimes I'm just all over the place but yeah. my favorite thing about music is dude it's, it's at your fingertips yeah, and man. uh you get to go have it. Absolutely. I just watched a video. Uh, I have it on Country Las Vegas that we shot downstairs in the Rebel Lounge. Oh, um, no. And it is so much fun. I think what I'm going to do is I'll go pull the link for it mm. in a couple days. I'll just randomly send it to you. Please. And you got to watch it. We'll because, post the heck out of it. Dude, no, I just want you to watch You don't have to do that. <laughs> it's kind of funny because you go back and watch. And that was probably two and a half, three years ago yeah. that we used to do that all the time. And it's you kind of get the giggles in a sense to think that how you've grown as as a person, as an artist, oh yeah, physical, band people, like the stuff that you just sit back and go so the tears. I think what I'm yeah. what I'm what I'm going to for with that is as you grow as an artist in the years past, do you see yourself deleting the old stuff that you used to do or do you leave it there as kind of a reminder of where you came from? Um I try and go from when I had the long hair. <laughs> I try and delete all that shit. For real? How come? <laughs> yeah. I, it was it wasn't my decision to have long hair anyway. So when I first moved to town, I instantly I had a quick deal, yeah. um, quick management. I had a whole big team around me, and I was basically a cowboy hat straight off the farm. Right. And I walk into town, and they're like, "Uh, we'd love to help you, but this is what we want you to do." And I'm a stupid punk you said, kid. Okay. I was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. You know, because everybody wants to get out in front of everybody else. Sure. You know. So they're like, well, ditch the cowboy hat, grow your hair out, blah blah blah. Do this and do that. And and I had freaking Fabio long mane hair, and it was tragic, man. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so you, I think I have a picture on my phone that I, okay. that, I that I might have snagged at oh, your yeah, house yeah, while I, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so so flash forward like I don't know four years after that all happened, and then you know we're coming into what what is now the new music and things like that and had this new management team and new PR team and everybody's like we sent off your picture with everybody else's picture but just your music and they said match the music to the artist and nobody matched your music with your picture and then we sent off another like case study and they're like okay well this is the artist what's wrong is it the music is it suck whatever and they're like no it's just the hair <laughs> and they're like we want you to cut your hair. I literally pulled a pair of scissors off the coffee table and cut like six right. it was pretty inches long. right off of yeah. it. I was like, I'll cut it. I'll shave my head. I right. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with it. So, yeah, that was just, you know, we go through certain things. Right. Business people thinking they know more than whatever. You know, but the music just, you'll keep, just do you, did you get rid of the music from your long hair days? No, no. I mean, it's still there. It's going to live in infamy, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's some people that, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, I look back on I'm like, God, I, I can't believe I did that. Or, oh, man, I'd love to have read, redone that. Or, sure. You know, everybody's everybody does that. Yeah. 
and uh, videos, I would like to eliminate <laughs> some of those. Dude, but you do things to try and progress and, and step up. They're stepping stones, you know? So it's I like, look at it in a different manner. I look at it in a sense that if you can go back and if let's just say that, let's just fast forward a few years and you get this single and it boosts you into a different playing field. Sure. You become an idol for people. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, for me, is, is they can go back and they can look at where you came from. Mm-hmm. Because the general public assumes that you're just a, a rock star, period, oh, yeah. end of story. They, they don't know anything flash, about the grind. Flash and, yeah. yeah, they just think all of a sudden, oh my God, Luke Holmes is huge. They yeah, didn't know exactly. that he played here and we paid him five right. bucks. They have no idea <laughs> exactly. that. But the reality is, is it gives people, I don't want to say hope, but it gives them you know, something to look at and go, hey man, look at this guy with his long, messed up yeah. hair and yeah. his goofy ass video. Exactly. But now look where he is today. Yeah. I, I mean, totally agree with that. I mean, you can you can go back to the lineage of all these artists. I mean, look at sure. Jared Neiman, cowboy hat wearing, yeah. like, he had the bolo and everything on his album cover, like, right. 15, 20 years ago or whatever. And it's, I mean, you can see it in everybody. So, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like people now trying to de- delete history. You can't do it. No, not know? not with the technology no. today. I and look you, sh- you shouldn't want to. I, there's a couple you know? artists out there that I get why they've done it. Mm-hmm. But for me, as I'm not your average music consumer, I'm the guy that like I want to know more. I want to yeah. hear more. I want to I want to get sure. to know you a little, a little bit better. That sort of thing. And it's kind of like I, that for me all stems from that. And that's where mm-hmm. growing up in Nebraska. Yeah. Did I say this already? Go big red. Um, yeah, yeah. Few first musical instrument you picked up was drums. How come? I was a drummer forever. Just, so, um, literally, I grew up in this little bitty country church, right? And there was six of us in my family, so two older sisters, older brother, mom and dad, and then there was like maybe two other people in the whole town, and it was basically the worship choir. And the preacher, who was awesome, her name was Preacher Jean Samuelson, so my mom and dad would go over to like practice their songs for Sunday, right? And I was just a little bitty kid, so Jean, the preacher, would put me in the corner, and she had this little electronic little drum kit, like drum pad thing. Right. She'd give me a pair of sticks and just like here go have fun you know and she heard me over there like keeping perfect time with them as they were right i was like maybe five six years old and literally like the next week she took me into the high school which kindergarten through 12th grade one school one school and took me into the music teacher said like this kid's got like some natural rhythm why don't you help like cultivate this and i grew up and i was playing drums forever right you know playing drums in worship band in high school did you have long like hair that. then no okay i had big long thick uh uh <laughs> bottle clap glasses because nice. i'm legally blind and then i got surgery so now i can see again lasik yeah yeah 2700 vision it was bad and so these things were thick and i'm i'm just sitting there playing drums and i fell in love with it and i was like man i just love music right so i started playing piano picking up like Picked up a violin, started playing that, and then realized that guitar was probably my way out. So right. I started playing Do you still guitar. fart around on the drums today? Not as much as I'd like to, right. um, you know, but I, I want to, to do that again because I want to do... All the people in my band are fantastic, and we can all rotate and play everybody's instruments. So right. I want to do one of those, you know, rotate. That'd be, that'd be freaking cool. Yeah. Um, nobody steal to... that, by the way. Huh? <laughs> I said nobody out there steal that, by the way. I no, saw... Um... There's been other people do that. I'm trying to think of the band I just saw. Was it Luke Combs or Randy Hauser? One of them stepped away from the mic and let uh, both of their guitar players up front do nice. a song and sing. Yeah. Dude, everybody in my band can sing. Yeah. Amazingly. Well, dude, that's kind of the idea behind yeah. a, a, a good band. Exactly. That sort of thing. And I that's think. what I love about these guys. I mean, they are all love the harmonies, and I just right. love, I love that thick sound, you know? Yeah. You talk to... Uh, um, um, Really? Really, Toad? Really? 
Yeah, all the time, man. We all ran, the time. <laughs> dude, I just total brain fart. Um, you wrote a song with them. We ran into Jordan. Him. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan Davis. T- I tried to reach out to him. Didn't. That I think didn't he work. changed his number, man. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he ghosted both of us, dude. It's a bunch of bull <laughs> punk. But I'm, I'm, I'm a. Uh, Spent a lot of time over at his publishing house, so yeah. we're, we're bound to. I'm bound to see him again. But I mean, we see each other at the ACMs and CMAs and on right. the road here and there. So, that I think that was a pretty cool experience at ACMs. I thought mm. it was really neat. Uh, I think he just had hit a number one that night. That night it was amazing. He was playing at Stoney's a few weeks later. Yeah, it was single me up, right? Uh, First yep. number one. Yeah. And you and I walked over to him. I didn't realize that you had ever written anything <laughs> new. I had never met him before, yeah. so I was walking up to introduce myself to say, "Hey, man, I'm looking forward to having you at Stoney's. Congratulations!" And I didn't get but three words. And he goes, "I'll see you in two weeks." And I was awesome. just like, "Nice, dude. That's rad. Yeah, that's super rad." Heck but yeah, uh, he was just here. Um, I think I, t- I told you he came here and played that uh, uh, Diamond Resorts. He played a, mm. a, a private thing. I sat down with him. I was nice. the first person to talk to him Very after cool. the People Magazine article came out about him having a kid. Nice, man. Which was super rad. That's why I was trying to reach back out to him again. I probably should have just asked for his number that night, but I don't know if that's weird nah. that you do that. Nah. Like when I sit with these No, guys. not when you have a personal relationship with people. No, yeah. dude. Not Does all. this consider a personal relationship? Yeah. I mean, you did hook me up with one of the nicest hotels <laughs> on Demumbrium. <laughs> I mean, I got... <laughs> I got, I got, I got, here's, here's the rules. It comes you with ever, your free hobo stab insurance. <laughs> if you ever go to Nashville, do not get room hotel uh, advice. No, don't. From Lucas Hogue. No, you don't. You shouldn't. Because they, this is what they did. Let's do, let's just, let's just tell the story like this. They put lipstick on the pig. They did. And I was it. like, and I never stayed there, I have to, I, but I was like, oh man, they just remodeled the best Western on Demumbry and you should stay there. And no, you probably shouldn't. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Worst experience. <laughs> Didn't you say the door wouldn't lock and it dude, like dude, the gap you know, under the door is probably an inch and the a half. rats were like running under the door. So well they had us on the on the on the ground floor and Which I looked bad at, anyway. I said, Heather, I'm not doing this. So I went to the front. I go, Do you guys have a big room, something uh, else besides this? And they God. go, We don't have suites here. So I said, Give me a room off the ground floor because I am not doing that. You could literally put your fingers under the door and it was freaking me out. So they give us this room upstairs. Oh um, the next morning, I tell Heather, I said, I'm not doing this. We heard people You actually all night, stayed there one night? One night. <sighs> dude, it was late when we brave. got there. Dude, yeah, brave. <laughs> I know where you live. Um, you should have just stayed with me, dude. <laughs> you weren't in town. You <laughs> gave me some not, garbage yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back to the front room. I tell her I'm getting my money back. So I go back downstairs, and I, the manager was there, and I'm like, dude, I'm not staying here. You've already had me in three rooms. I'm not doing this. He goes, dude, let me move you to one of my suites. I said, oh, my God, dude. I lost. I lost it. I lost it. I said, give me my money back. <laughs> they gave me my money back, and I went and stayed at the Opry. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Opryland. Opryland is good. now we stay at the Hutton, which is... Hutton's great. Dude, yeah. And it's right in the middle. I can walk to Losers. Yeah. 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 Walk home from Losers. <laughs> How about, yeah. I, I, Stumble home. Just for just for fun, I was in Nashville two weeks ago, and I sent you a wonderful picture. Cause you did. I'm like, we walked out of this place we were looking at, <laughs> and I see the sign, I went, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're totally welcome. You're totally. I'm welcome. sorry. Yeah. That's one thing I will apologize for. You I should. rarely apologize. No, we okay. should build. We should build a website similar to TripAdvisor. Oh, <laughs> we could. The we Nashville called, Blacklist. <laughs> the Lucas Advisor, and these are the places that you don't go to. <laughs> and we'll even make it a .dot com because I'm sure nobody has that. Oh my gosh, man. But it does look good driving by, though. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah, that's only because they got rid of the strip club caddy corner to that place. That's it. Is that what happened? They turned the turned it into rooms and left the poles. <laughs> <laughs> I think they demoed that whole place, dude. Oh I don't know. God. I freak out whenever I drive down there because I'm like, dude. It changes Lucas, every two weeks, man. I will never ever forget you. Every time I see that place, <laughs> see? I'm gonna be like, Lucas. Now you remember. Guy. You remember me now. Um, 
do you are you a festival guy? Do you like doing festivals? Do I you, love doing festivals. All right. Yeah. Better better than an intimate setting like at Stoney's? I know that each one might have its thing, but which one do you prefer? Really, they're they're all different for me. I love coming here because it's you, it's you guys. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love the festivals because you know you're outside. It's a big it's a vibe. Know, the, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, each one is of a different vibe, and I love the the cool theater type settings, the bluebird type settings. I right. love all that shit. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic. So each one of them is different for me. I guess if I had to pick my favorite thing, um, I like doing the storytelling. Right, songwriter thing. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it's something that came natural to me. I grew up doing that stuff. Grew up listening to all those guys that do that thing. All the songwriters. Right. That was my thing. I was like, I want to know who these people are writing these hits. So I gravitated towards that, and that's kind of where I started. You know, really focusing in on what I wanted to do as an artist. Right. And so that's a, a, a part that's really near and dear to my heart. The first place I ever played two days after moving to Nashville was the Bluebird. Really? Yeah. I, I got been. lucky. Because it was open mic night. And, and you just you walked have, in? No, you have to stand in line for like two hours, put your name in a bowl, and hope you get drawn. But if you don't get drawn, they'll keep your name and put it in a bowl the next week. Right. But I got drawn that night. And I was like, this is How awesome. How many so- Two or three songs? Got two songs. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like the Opry. It was awesome. Right. Yeah, I'm playing the Opry. Well, I'll be at the Ryman next week, but no, I'm playing the Opry uh, October 31st again. The Ryman at the Opry. What's the difference? The, the Ryman's the original. Right. So that's the Grand Old Opry original. Ryman. So the Ryman. No, the Ryman no. is the auditorium downtown. downtown. Okay. So right. that's where it uh, originated. Sorry. So and the floor that's at the Opry House came from the Ryman. Got it. The circle. Dude, I'm getting my learning. Yeah. So the Opry House was, oh, how long has it been out there? Since Nixon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Six years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is cool. And I love them both. But I mean, I love going back to the Ryman because I mean, it's the that mother, room is mother church, man. Dude. So you think the, 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 the Ryman downtown is more um, well known versus the Opry? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's like the epicenter of music. I mean, everybody who's a musician wants to play the Ryman. So is the, is the history of the Opry because of the floor? That's what makes it the big deal uh, the to go play the Opry at Opryland. Well, I mean, it's just the new Opry, right? I mean, they, I mean, they outgrew the Ryman. Yeah. So I mean, it's huge. Th- but. Yeah, I mean, but they outgrew it. It's only seats like what, 2,500 people, right? 26, 20 something like that. So the new Opry sits like three times that or whatever. Yeah. It's pretty so big. they had to expand, and that was when Opryland was the big theme park out there. So it tied it in really well. That place is. And, Ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. And it's just, I mean, each one is its own entity. But when the Ryman, when the Opry goes back to the Ryman for the winter, it's just, I just love it. That's it. It's love, yeah. And there's like really no real big green rooms at the Ryman. Well, the green rooms are great, but you can't, there's not that backstage. Yeah. It's, I mean, you literally have about 16 inches behind the fairy curtain, the barn curtain. That you can walk that through. That you can walk through <laughs> and get to the other side. Yeah. And you're only allowed as an artist one, maybe two people backstage with you, right? Because um, there's no room. There's no room. There is an absolute no. We room. we went back for uh, Love and Theft. Um, Stephen Barker Lyles did a um, nice. um, an ALS kind of showcase oh, cool. thing. No way. Yeah, and we went back. We flew back for that, and then um, that was a night that we were in town for one night, and we probably were at seven different bars. Dude, it was bad. It was really really imagine. bad. But we started there. Being summoned. Go, keep going. We we uh we want to pause while Lucas is on his phone during an interview. Da, I'm listening. Na, I na, dude, I can multi text. <laughs> dude, I'm busy doing the Jeopardy song. Na, na. Oh, so we went there and then we went in there obviously to support Stephen 
and do his thing. Of course. Um, it was really neat, but he had a lot of artists playing. And then as the night got on, went on, the bigger artists came out and we left. Florida Georgia Line, like, headlined the thing. Oh, really? To see him in that intimate setting would have been rad, but totally. we left. Because that's that's who I am. I mm-hmm. want to see the up and coming sure. guys. So yeah. I, I actually, Chris and I left, and we went over to um, the basement. Oh yeah, and they were doing a fundraiser, a Christmas basement thing. east or the basement, the bigger one, basement east, basement yeah. east. Um, and uh, um, it was really neat. We walked in there. A couple of guys from Cadillac Three were there, but uh, Scott Stevens was doing uh, his song. It was a St. Jude's thing. That's what was going on. He did uh, Dick in a Box. <laughs> so. <laughs> We had to go Put see that. In a box. Uh, yeah, dude, it was bad. Step Ass, one. Cool. Yes. <laughs> Get yourself a box. <laughs> Cut a hole in a box. <laughs> so we, we we go do that. We ended up at Winners and Losers, and then I had to babysit Chris and get him back home because every boy, every place we went. Chris, come on, man. <laughs> get your stuff together, dude. <laughs> dude, in his defense, that night, everywhere we went, people gave us shots. Oh, and, I believe it. And I don't drink. So I'd be like, oh, thanks a lot, man. I give it to Chris. Give it to Chris. Give it to Chris. <laughs> He's was, taking you. Dude, oh, God. Yeah. So he took one for the team that Too night. Good, but super man. fun. I, we, I went back um, for um, CRS. Yeah. And I ran into a bunch of radio people, and they were all they were all asking me. I love to tell this story because it just is great. Um, they were like, uh, are you going to come out and see Zach Brown and Garth Brooks tonight? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go see new music. And the big joke was Garth's probably going to play a new song. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to go see new music. So yeah. I went to the basement, the small one. Yeah. To go see, um, um, which I like that one. I like dude, one. it's just so intimate. It's cool, and um, I am not. I do. I do not understand what I'm doing right now. I'm drawing the total, total, total brain farts. You saw somebody there, Austin Jinx. Okay, cool. Have you seen him live? No. Storyteller, in a sense, with his songs, it's it's it's, it's awesome. But I went there and there was maybe 50 people in the room because I think it yeah. holds 65. Yeah, I was going to say. So maybe that's... maybe there was only 20 people in there and his manager was in there. He's in the Cadillac 3. And it's just one of those things where I just sat there and went, um, this is what music is about. I'm sitting mm-hmm. there talking to him and he goes, dude, excuse me, I got to go do my thing. I said, cool. So he goes and sits down with his guitar, plays like six songs, seven songs. And that was it. And then some other band came on and we left and went and saw something else. But I'm like, to me, new music is um, at a thing like that. Why would you want to go see the stuff that's already made it? Yeah. Why don't you go I find the new man. stuff? No, dude, I love that about you. That's yeah. that's I wish like, a lot more people were kind of well, like that, you know. I, th- I think it's you got a guy like John Marks mm-hmm. who who uh, spearheads this, I believe to me he spearheads the industry as far as new country, real new mm-hmm. country. And yeah. um I don't want to say I support what he does because I know artists that he doesn't. And that's what's what's yeah. really neat is like when I talk to him and I get to say things to him that that an artist that I might like that hopefully one day he'll hear about and remember, oh my god, Toad said that, that sort yeah. of thing. But dude, I'd love to just mentor under him, man. Just, yeah. just he knows his stuff, man. Dude, and he gets to I hope he helps you and I hope that I you do get too. hope you get playlisted on some stuff because dude, it's been a struggle for you, I know, and a, a lot of grind and yeah, um man. it's good. If you don't bit have yeah. We won't go that. I won't go down that wormhole. <laughs> so, do you want a record deal? Do you? I mean, is that is that something that? I mean, I mean, obviously every artist does, but but is that? But in 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 my where I'm at right now, the basically the only thing that's going to catapult me there is distribution, the, the radio, na- the the leverage that labels can provide, right, and the relationships. It really is. I mean, we've got great relationships. We've got great corporate sponsors. We've got people noticing us. Right. People sitting down with us, taking meetings now and being like, okay. They take you serious. Yeah. Yep. They're like, well, you guys you guys are doing some awesome shit. Yeah. But. How can we help? How can we help? Yeah. How can we throw gas on the fire? Yeah. I'm like, well, this is how you can help. Yeah. 
now I'm, I'm basically calling people out because I've got people, oh, I want to help, I want to help, I want to help. And then it's time. And then you say, okay, this is what we need. And then the cell phone doesn't answer. Sure. And it's just, it's, you know, it's the same song and dance. And Dude, everybody, you got to weed yourself through it and right. not, not let that stuff hold you back yeah. because it really can. It can bog you down. You can get, I hate to say the word depressed, but you can because it's like sure. you got all these people in the right places going, hey, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. And then <clears throat> you finally say, Okay, Let's I do could it. really use your help here, and then there's nothing. You right. Know? So it's 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 been a lot of that throughout the years. I guess in the last five years, I've been stuck on a label that I couldn't get out of, and I finally got out of it, and then I got stuck on another label. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's there's only three types of people in Nashville. There really are. There's people that are trying to get on a label. There's people that are on a label. And there's people trying to get off the label. Wow. Whether yeah. it's songwriting or whatever. There really is. I mean, and it's just like you gotta figure out what success means to you. Yep. And be happy with that. And not care about what everybody else is doing. Put blinders on and do your thing. Dude, it's my favorite thing in the world was Cody Johnson sitting with him and he would tell me that he would go knock on all these doors. There's a guy that's successful doing what he's doing, making a living, doing very well, selling places out. Like Hell yeah. All those Texas guys are making a killing down there, making millions. They are. They Casey are. Donahue was probably pulling in two, three, four million. Casey played here and yeah, we were, he's a great dude. Yeah. I love him. Super fun and uh um when when Cody played here, I sat with him and I got to talk to him and ask him questions and uh, talking about the label deal and what he was mm-hmm. looking for. He's like, dude, trust me, I've knocked on every door. Yeah, but they're like, lose the hat, change the shirt, write yeah. this, do this. Yeah. And he was like, and all he would do was tip his hat and go, thanks, thank sir. you, and, yeah, and walk out. We'll give you, dude. You sign this deal, we'll give you a prevost. He's like, well, I got two. Exactly, paid for. <laughs> yeah. So he turns around and I think that that's kind of the goal that you look at if you if you can be a driving force and of course. You make it. You get the listeners. You're doing hard sell tickets. Mm-hmm. You're like, of course they want you. But yeah. where were they when? Exactly. Where you needed them. Yeah. That's yeah. where I always sit back to the, 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 the kind of stuff. And we, we love the artists that do, 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 keep doing. <laughs> There's another interview waiting for me downstairs. I don't give <laughs> I don't care. Tell them to wait. What time are you supposed to go on tonight? Whenever you introduce me. That's right. <laughs> That's how that works. I tell you when you get it. Oh, but yes, boss. I mean, but the idea is, is like there, there's that grind out there that my frustration and the reason, one of the main reasons we built Country F Radio was because we want that platform to put a Lucas Hogue right next to a Blake Shelton that's got a hit. Mm-hmm. So because people are going to listen to dirt, certain things and not sure. everyone wants to hear the same 21 songs no. over and over I, and over again. Amen. And that's kind of been, been our attitude towards it. And we focus on that. Uh, but the platform we have is even better because we mm-hmm. have an internet station that's doing well. It's an app, but we also have a place for you to come play. A badass music venue. Yeah, yeah and man. that doesn't exist. We know that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael asked me today from Moonshine, like, how are we getting the listeners? And I said, I found some secret sauce that works, <laughs> and it grows. But I'm not going to tell you what that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's worth something. I sit back Absolutely, and I go, it's worth man. something. I mean, the end of the day is it's... it's uh, People are listening now. Like, mm-hmm. you went out as an artist, and you had to go out, and you had to drive your songs down. Totally. Put them in people's ears and mm-hmm. play and grind. Well, we're I, doing the same thing. We just yeah. want to give you a different platform to do it. And that's what happened to me when I first moved to Nashville. So, as you know, when you first moved to Nashville, if you're going to go play downtown, you're a cover band. Yeah. You're a glorified pigeonholed cover band. And you don't want to get stuck down there. So, I was literally playing five original songs per hour. Yeah, and it got to the point where everybody was like, all the people I was I was playing to Tootsie's, I was playing to stage, playing Crossroads, I was playing fiddle and steel, but I loved it. They were like, yeah, play your originals, we don't care. But everybody else, they're like, can't play. You can play one one original an hour. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So I was the first band to quit Tootsies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in our attitude here is, dude, if you start playing a lot of covers, get out. Exactly. Right. We won't have, yeah. have you back. So I'm only playing covers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we won't have you back. <laughs> okay, deal. I think we got to go back and count how many times you've been here. I'd say six. We're, we were, we were, we're starting, I think we might have to go back and double check that because we're starting a thing that we're going to call the uh, old number seven club. So after you played here seven times, we got a, a neat gift. So we have to go cool. back. It's something that we're working on, something that we're putting together. We haven't given any of them out yet, but Very cool. we know that some artists like Russell's played here seven times. Nice. Um, I want to say you've probably been here maybe more than that with the outside stuff too. Maybe. Oh, I don't okay. know. We'd have to really go back and look at it. But. I was just calling the indoor. Yeah. But awesome. What's that? I was just thinking inside here. Right. But yeah, I mean, I but forgot about the outdoor stuff. Yeah, I just kind of like like to, to look at it. And that that's cool. So sitting down with the radio station guys, that was another thing. They want to do two shows outside in the parking lot a year, where we both we both share in the buying and the and the spending and the yeah. and the receiving. So we'll see. We have a lot of neat stuff coming up. I heard you a like lot. to receive a lot. But. That's different. <laughs> She's cute though. It's okay, dude. The things I do for Heather. Okay, just remember that. <laughs> She's awesome. She's a good girl. Dude, you she bought you sushi. Your oh, no, coverage on that one, buddy. Do what? I said you outpunted your coverage on that one. <laughs> outpunted your coverage. But um bumps. It's her birthday. I know. Tomorrow. An oh. hour and a half, bro. Oh my gosh. I go on in one minute. Dude, Heather just wrote me and, and said, let's see what she says. Ready? Okay. I wrote her nine forty five going to interview Lucas and she just now said okay. She's pretty attentive to my needs. This means that uh, Lucas is back on his phone again. Doo, Sorry. Doo, doo, doo. I am texting the interviewer. Come to the green room. I'm going to start calling you Hannah Dasher. <laughs> how do you mean? Do that. <laughs> Dude, tell people how to find you online. Cody, Please. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cody, cut all that quiet out. Please. <sighs> tell people how to find you online. Oh, thanks, Toad. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you go to lucashogue.com or all over social medias is just Lucas Hogue and Hogue is H-O-G-E. Also go to Hogue Wild TV. Which we do a lot of fun stuff. Is that a dot com or is that a Hogwild TV is all socials right now. We do have a dot com, Hogwildtv.com. Uh, cool. Um, it's gonna be a blast. You should come be on an episode with me. I will. What do you like to do? Just fish? I don't like to fish. You like to kill We go things? surfing one time. I don't surf. I have I'll the teach you. First time I surfed was in um Putamita, Mexico. Yeah. They have is that little a ankle, ankle slappers. <laughs> <laughs> and I stood up on a, a board for the first time. Right. On like a three foot wave. <laughs> I think my wake behind my boat's like four and a half feet. See. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Good. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs> <laughs>